You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Blair Angulo. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a big guest on the line today, and and it has to do with Oklahoma's big weekend. Now, I know Oklahoma's been in the news recently, and the whole horns down thing has been in the news recently. And if it was up to me, I would have counted probably 60 yards worth of personal foul penalties or unsportsmanlikes or whatever they want to call it, because there was a lot of Oklahoma recruits putting up the horns down. And we're here with Parker Thune to discuss the big weekend that the Sooners just had, not only in the 2022 class, but kicking things off in a big way in 2023. Parker, how are we doing? Doing fantastic, Blair. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for joining us. I mean, how much laundry did you see out on the field? I saw a lot of yellow flags this weekend. Well, you know, the whole thing that came out of Big 12 Media Days this past week was if it's directed at an opponent, it's probably a foul. If it's directed at the crowd, it's probably not a foul. So basically, it's it's clarity without any clarity. Clear as mud after the Big 12 Media Day conversation about horns down. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Hey, but recruits have caught on. And I feel I feel like it's it's one of those things where you tell you maybe you tell a child not to do something right. Or you tell uh, a kid not to put his hand in the cookie jar. And and now recruits, I think, have even elevated a little further. Uh, we, we would always see it with Oklahoma recruits. And we'd see it obviously with with, um, you know, Texas recruits, the, the banter that goes back and forth on social media. Recently, we had four star offensive lineman Jake Taylor go on CBS Sports HQ and and put on the golden hat after he committed to Oklahoma and saying he's going to have a bunch of these during his college career. But I think now we're seeing a bit more emphasis instead of putting on the Oklahoma hat or putting on the the shirt or, you know, flashing kind of the their own colors. I think, you know, now they're taking it a step further. And I, I, I'm here for it. Like, I have a lot of fun with that sort of stuff. It's college football. Remember, these are kids. These are recruits. And I'm I'm all about it. It's almost like a rite of passage for this 2022 class. Every single guy that commits to Oklahoma is doing it. And you made a good you made a good analogy. I'll use another one. It's like a couple of grade school kids just kind of going at one another in fun. But once you realize something really gets under the skin of the other, you just keep doing it. Right. And so these Oklahoma commits have figured out, hey, you know, the Texas fan base gets really, really up in arms whenever we do this. But, you know, it's fun to it's fun to rub some people the wrong way like that, especially the people on the other side of the Red River rivalry. So, yeah, it's become a very prominent feature uh, among this 2022 cycle of signees or potential signees, I should say, commits, verbal commits for Oklahoma. Yeah. And and Texas fans, don't worry, you're going to have your shot. I'll have Mike Roach on this podcast very soon to discuss the other uh side of things as well. Parker, let's start with the big news. We broke it down emergency style on this very podcast feed, but you had a great feature over at OU Insider about the impact that Malachi Nelson, the five-star quarterback from Los Alamitos, California, can have for Oklahoma to commit this early in the 2023 recruiting cycle. And it just gives them kind of that foundation, that building block, and it could be what you call it a, a very legendary class overall. Well, and 
and let's call it like it is, Blair, quarterback is the most important position on the field for so many reasons. Obviously, he's a guy taking every snap. But if you think about it in terms of what it does on the recruiting trail to lock down your quarterback, generally an elite class and other elite prospects will congregate around an elite quarterback commit. And Lincoln Riley is now really in the catbird seat because he doesn't have to recruit a quarterback until 2025. Got Caleb Williams signed and on campus with the class of 21. He's got Malachi Nelson lined up uh, in the 2023 cycle. And so as you kind of look ahead, uh, look at Lincoln Riley's formula over the last few years, you got Spencer Rattler in the class of 2019. You got Caleb Williams in the class of 2021. And you got Malachi Nelson in the class of 23. Basically, Riley's formula has become take the best quarterback in the cycle once every two years. And that gives every quarterback an opportunity to learn the offense for a year, start for two, and then go pro. And that's what you're seeing Rattler doing right now. That's what I imagine you will see with Caleb Williams and with Malachi Nelson eventually. But it's given Oklahoma a leg up in this 2023 class because Malachi Nelson is not only a tremendous football player, he's also a tremendous leader and a tremendous salesman, uh, which he's much like Caleb Williams in that regard you think about what Oklahoma did when they got Spencer Rattler to commit a year and a half before National Signing Day back in June of 2017, that allowed them to pull in one of the most impressive class of pass catchers in program history in terms of a single class. They got Theo Weiss, they got Trajan Bridges, uh, they got Austin Stogner, and they got uh, Jaden Hazelwood, obviously, as the fourth. So four top 100 guys uh, to add to Rattler's quiver in that offense. And I think you could see something very similar and even more so, even a step up from uh, that elite class that they brought in in 2019. Oklahoma could be poised to do some really, really special things in this 23 cycle in terms of bringing in an offensive skill position talent. Yeah, Malachi Nelson, a national name, but if you want to get into a regional discussion, I don't know if Oklahoma even has to leave the West. You know, I think the West, the Western recruits will be the most familiar with Malachi Nelson. They're the ones that are going to be seeing him at seven on seven tournaments, at showcases, at camps throughout the offseason. They're going to be hearing about him on Friday nights, all the big numbers he's going to be putting up this fall. And you look at some of the running backs and receivers and offense of linemen and players that Oklahoma has already targeted and two for me already come to mind that would be Dreandre Moore from Las Vegas it sounds like he might be playing his junior and senior season down in Southern California and Makai Lemon his teammate uh, at Los Alamitos two guys that uh, Oklahoma already has a, a huge leg up on they were both on campus recently last month when the recruiting debt period was lifted so I, I do feel like you mentioned Nelson's ability to be a pitch man, to be the face of a recruiting class can give Oklahoma more time and more resources to spend it on recruiting guys to, to fill the class uh, around him. Yes, yeah, certainly. And it's not just exclusive to guys out on the West Coast. And you do mention a couple guys there in DeAndre Moore and Mikai Lemon, two of the top five pass catchers in the 2023 cycle. But also Oklahoma's in real good standing with Brandon Innes, the number one wide receiver in that class, and Jalen Hale, the number two wide receiver. I think it's absolutely realistic and may in fact be probable that Oklahoma comes out with as many as three of the top five wideouts in the 2023 class. Uh, and just by complete chance just by luck of the draw the top tight end in 2023 is Luke has 
top 50 guy who plays his ball right down the road about an hour and a half from the University of Oklahoma's campus at Bixby High School south of Tulsa. So you're looking at that as Oklahoma has a very realistic chance not only of getting three of the top five wideouts, but also getting the number one tight end. So I don't think it's an exaggeration. I don't think it's hyperbole to say that this could be the most impressive offensive class that Oklahoma has ever pulled in when it's all said and done. Yeah, it's It sounds and it kind of maybe seems a bit ludicrous for us to talk, talk about a 2023 class being historic this early on. I mean, we're in the summer of 2021, but I think we're just setting people up to understand the the level of of importance that this commitment was from for Oklahoma to land Malachi Nelson this past weekend. We are joined by Parker Thune. You can follow him on Twitter at Parker Thune. He covers Oklahoma recruiting for 24-7 sports. Now, Parker, he, that wasn't the only pickup that Oklahoma got, Malachi Nelson, but they also got Trayon Webb, another four-star athlete from the state of Florida in the 2023 class. And they went to the state of Nebraska to shore up their 2022 class, getting a four-star tight end in Caden Helms. Here's a fun little tidbit for you. Oklahoma hasn't rostered a player from the state of Nebraska, if you can believe this, since 1973. So historically, they have not had many inroads in the Cornhusker wait, wait, state. Wait, wait, Isn't that a neighboring state? Not quite. Kansas is in Almost, between Oklahoma right? and Nebraska. Oh, okay. So, but okay. still well, reasonably close proximity. Up. Yeah. So I'm I'm a Nebraska native myself, Blair. And generally, you know, you think about what elite prospects do come out of the Cornhusker State, which obviously is not historically what you would consider fertile recruiting ground. But traditionally, what elite talent the state does produce ends up at Nebraska. Obviously, Nebraska is in a spiral as a program and, you know, blue chip talent from Nebraska as a state is starting to look elsewhere collectively. And so Oklahoma offered Caden Helms back in January. Uh, Joe John Finley did a tremendous job with that recruitment. In the end, as soon as we're able to outpace North Carolina, Miami, and Arizona State, and Helms is a guy that I'm really, really high on in the 2022 class. I think he'll be in the top 300 when it's all said and done, and there are very few players on the offensive side of the football across the country in this class that can rival his sheer athletic ability. He's six foot five, 225, and can run a laser-timed 4.57 in the 40s. So he's just got the kind of physical tools that you don't see every day. And he's going to be a tremendous addition for Oklahoma. And it'll be interesting to see whether Oklahoma can lock down his good friend and another four-star prospect out of the state of Nebraska, Devin Jackson, who's a top 200 overall linebacker, also heavily considering Arizona State and Miami. So that's another battle within the Cornhusker State uh, that the Sooners seem to have a leg up in. I don't expect Jackson to make his decision until very, very late in the period. Uh, it could it could drag on past early signing day, but nevertheless, Oklahoma, with what they have not done in the Cornhusker State over the past half century, it's really, really impressive here in 2022 to see them in the market for two of the top talents that the state has seen within the last decade. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and I mean, obviously, I went back and checked the map and you're right. I did a little a little check there. Uh, I, I've been to Nebraska for the record. I've been to Omaha and I, I spent a couple nights right like across the border in, in Iowa. Uh, I was there for the College World Series. So forgive me for my geography not being uh, up to par there. Uh, Trayon Webb was the other pickup and and for, for Oklahoma to shore up not only the quarterback position for 23, but to have a, a really electric running back, a powerful running back to pair with what is looking like one of the more impressive halls in 2022 
when it comes to having a Relique Brown on board, having a Gavin Sachuk. I know the Oklahoma is also in pursuit of of Javante Barnes, another top 24-7 running back in 2022. On the offensive side of the ball, that's never going to be a problem for Oklahoma. They're going to be able to get some of the premier players on that side of the ball. I know that in 2021, the point of emphasis was on the defensive side, and it seems like that's the missing component for Oklahoma to reel in a crystal ball trophy. Now, moving forward as we head into fall camp and as the summer starts to wind down and we get closer to actual football, what's left for Oklahoma as as now they're, they're building not only one of the best classes in 23, but they have a top five class nationally in the 2022 class? Well, it's mostly they're on the defensive side of the football, Blair, uh, that Oklahoma is going to look to shore up this 2022 class. Uh, obviously, they lost a couple commitments at the wide receiver position. Talon Shetron flipped to Oklahoma State. Jordan Hudson decommitted and later recommitted to SMU. So as of right now, they've only got one wide receiver committed in the class and Luther Burden, but he's a five-star guy. And you would imagine that maybe at this point, Oklahoma, with as good as they're looking uh, in those races for several of the top wide receivers in 2023, maybe they take this as an opportunity to go a little bit lighter in 2022. But looking at the defensive side of the ball, you got a couple guys that Oklahoma just has to have in Gabriel Brownlow Dindy, who's an Oklahoma legacy and a five-star defensive lineman out of Lakeland, Florida. And then Gentry Williams, who remarkably is still uncommitted. Uh, Another Sooner legacy out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, Booker T. Washington High School, right on the cusp right now of five-star territory, number 34 overall, and the top four-star in our 24-7 sports composite rankings in the class of 2022. So those are the priority targets right now on the defensive side of the football for Oklahoma. Other guys there in the market for Kenyatta Jackson, the four-star edge rusher out of Hollywood, Florida. The consensus expectation at this point is that it will be either Ohio State or Oklahoma for him. Amaria Boer, five-star defensive lineman out of Duncanville, Texas. Uh, It's looking like Oklahoma, Texas, and Ohio State have the inside track in that recruiting battle, and it may come down to those three teams for a bore. You look elsewhere, Jaden Scarlett, three-star defensive lineman out of Argyle, Texas, another guy that Oklahoma making a significant push for. Really across the board on defense, I mentioned Devin Jackson already. Uh, There's just a few spots here and there where Oklahoma would like to add a player or two more, but you look at this class as a whole. Blair, 15 commits and... I want to say seven, if my math holds up. Yes, seven commits in 2022 thus far in the month of July alone for Oklahoma. So there may not be a program, say, for Penn State right now that has more momentum on the trail than Oklahoma. So if they can carry that over through the end of July and on into August, maybe lock down Gentry Williams, Gabriel Brown, Dindy, and a couple other of their high-profile targets, they're going to be in a really good position to secure a top-five recruiting class when it's all said and done per our 24-7 sports team rankings. Well, Parker, let's hope your math is better than my geography. Maybe Oklahoma will be on that trajectory. Parker, thank you so much for joining us and can't wait to do it again. Absolutely, Blair. You take care. All right. You can follow Parker Thune at Parker Thune. He covers recruiting Oklahoma football for 247sports.com. Remember to stay locked into 247 Sports throughout the summer for all the latest buzz and recruiting scoop on your favorite college football team. For Parker Thune, I am Blair Angulo. Thanks so much for listening to the 247 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.